0: This is Living Stories, featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Louis Maze. For most families during the Great Depression, Christmas was not a time for extravagance. Money and jobs were difficult to come by, and it was all some families could do to keep food on the table. Retired Baylor physics professor Robert Packard remembers how hard times called for creativity. He describes a plan he came up with while visiting his cousins in the temple area one Christmas during the Great Depression. Children looking forward to Santa's visit this year should not listen to the following.
1: They lived in the country, and so Christmas, when it came, we got no presents. We might get a bag of an apple or something. So I told my cousin, I said, why don't we kidnap Santa, Claus? he's got all these gifts, and he bypasses us, but he brings us something. So we went to bed on Christmas Eve early. The bedroom I was in, and I was the only boy. And my sister and then my cousins were girls, So they had a room and I had a small room. So anyway, we climbed out the window, out in the country, with a rope that we were going to tie up Santa Claus. (laughs) But we were standing there in the cold and waiting and waiting and waiting and probably shivering, and then we happened to look in the window and see our parents taking toys off the top shelf. So suddenly we realized there was no Santa Claus, but we knew we now could direct our interest directly to the parents.
0: Ruth and Charles Armstrong, both longtime Waco residents, remember the gifts they received as youngsters during the Depression.
2: Now, sometimes I would get a doll—not mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. a real, real expensive doll, but mm-hmm. nice dolls, you know—and mm-hmm. uh, socks, a little mm-hmm. iron, just mm-hmm. typical little things that little, little girls would like. I was more fortunate, I guess. I don't know if Christmas that I didn't get at least one large, what I call a large gift, to be a full-size wagon. Mm-hmm. And I got. A, a picture there of a new bicycle, and I got another picture for us. It's a little car he's sitting there mm-hmm. in the a you know. By having two older brothers at work, and my daddy too, I was a for several years there. So I got a few extra things that, that some of the kids didn't get. But as far as times, uh, our times it got rough too. We had a hard time too. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like on Christmas I came out ahead in the neighborhood.
0: Mr. Armstrong describes the tradition of hanging a stocking.
2: Everybody hung your socks up. We didn't have a fireplace, but we did hang them up wherever it was convenient. You know, right ran close to the tree after we started having a tree mm-hmm. because we still put the gifts on the tree. But before we had a tree, we'd hang up near the stove, you know. Mm-hmm. And the bigger the socks, the better i get the bigger sock i could find hang up there. And you'd always count on fireworks. There's always some firecrackers uh-huh. in there. Always apples and oranges yeah. in there.
0: As hard as times were during the Great Depression, families with some type of income still managed to make sure the children had gifts at Christmas. With the current economy and ever-increasing commercialization of Christmas, it's helpful to look back and realize that children do not need heaps of presents to grow up with wonderful memories of Christmas. Living Stories is heard every Tuesday on 103.3 FM, Waco's NPR. For more information about this program or the Institute for Oral History, visit us at baylor.edu slash livingstories.